welcome to another edition of the Forkstown Podcast. Your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the Seattle Mariners baseball team. My name is Rick Clark, and with me, as always, the guy whose favorite U of I basketball player is Kyle Barone, Mr. Bo Chisholm. Bo, how are you doing tonight? Uh, Richard, I'm doing very well tonight. Um, it's, uh, it's a good day here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, yeah, sun is out a little bit of rain, but, uh, yeah, no, things are going well. How was, how was life in Idaho today? Uh, it was good. I, uh, worked my butt off at work and got off a little early cause, uh, my car was in the shop, but other than that, uh, it was a good day. It was sunny. It wasn't snowing. It was snowing yesterday. That was fun. Mm. But uh, it wasn't snowing. And uh, God, it's starting to warm up here. We got, eh, I think two days ago, like 60 degrees. It went 60 degrees. It snowed. And then it went to like 40 degrees today. But the sun was out, so it felt good. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, spring's coming. Baseball season is baseball season among us and that makes me think of warmer weather so hopefully we all get it sooner rather than later there you go absolutely absolutely before we get into it thank you everyone for taking the time to listen to another edition of the forks down podcast for all our returning listeners welcome back um we see you guys listening as far and wide as uh you know all parts of the united states uh we're getting some people in germany we're getting people in australia you know, a lot of people are tuning in to listen to us. So thank you guys so much for listening in. Hey, if you're a first time listener, you're catching us on one of our short episodes, but Hey, thanks for choosing us. And hopefully, you know, you stick around and we have a little fun here. So if you haven't already go hit our social media up, Facebook, Instagram, just search Forks Down podcast. Um, we can, uh, you know, even shoot the breeze if you guys want to on there, but you'll get notified when we drop new episodes. And also hit like and subscribe on your podcast listening apps. And, uh, you know, that'll notify you. And even if you give us a little star rating on there to help us drive us up the charts. Again, not for our egos, but we'd like to, uh, you know, get more people to listen. So help us out by doing that. And, uh, you know, again, thank you. So with that being said, let's dive into it. You know, again, another short episode, but, um, you know, it's going to be a fun one. Because uh, this last Mariner season or series, Bo, it you you said it when we hopped into the call. It had everything. Oh, it had everything. Yeah, I think from uh, high points to low points to what I would just say, kind of baseball points. That's kind of what I think of this last series against the Cubs. Like the, um, <clears throat> I think of the the Monday game when we were on the when we were on you know on the phone then talking about recording last time um you know we ended up losing that game um <clears throat> in extras but it had a little bit of everything jared kelnick had his nice little breakout there i mean smaller breakout uh, just in this cub series on that uh getting a home run to kind of take it to extras for us and then we end up losing it in extras and um <clears throat> that's a bummer game to lose because it's just we had uh you know we had luis going that night um so you always try to win you know one of those with your best starters going um and that game is just you know two to three uh, it's always sucks to lose in extras because um, I think especially now with the Manfred runner, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's, you know, I would say like he really earned that loss, I guess. Right. It doesn't really feel mm-hmm. that way. So it kind of sucks. So I would say like 
that was a medium game of sorts to me. Like those games are going to happen where you lose that close. The Tuesday game, we're going to dive into it plenty, but like it really, really sucks. That was a really, really bad loss on Tuesday to like lose the way that we did. Um, And then kind of bring it home. The Wednesday game was just anything and everything you would want from a baseball team, in my opinion. Right. Like I, that was, that was a, that was an awesome game on Wednesday. Um, Mm -hmm. I uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. And we got to see like, we got to see the highs and lows of this Mariner team in a couple of, a couple of days. And uh, it was a good sample of what this Mariners team is. So um, how, what were your, what were your takeaways? What were some things that you saw in here or your kind of overview of the series that you saw? You know what? You you hit it on the head. Um, You know, started kind of having a peak. I mean, we're going to lose some one run games. You know, you can't be perfect with those. And, you know, like you said, you, you, you call it the Manfred runner, but you know, for all of, you know, layman's terms at home, you know, you, you, uh, you're describing the runner on second and in, in extras, you know, I'm sure some people know it as the Manfred runner. Um, but I know, um, when that happened, I think you, you're right. We were on the call and, uh, Crawford was bunting and I know you weren't a big fan of that bunt. I know, I know in general, you're not a fan of bunting most of the time, but, uh, just the execution of it, um, kind of where he placed it, it, it made no sense. It really didn't. It didn't make sense to me with, um, it didn't make sense to me in the fact that we were on the road. Like we were, Mm -hmm. um, if we were at home, if we were at home and we're trying to like really manufacture a run, just like end the game. Honestly, like I, uh, a bunt would to me would probably be um, less egregious, right? Like we're just going to try to get somebody home. If you get a guy to third base, a pass ball, a wild pitch, something like that could, you know, win the game, right? Like that mm-hmm. could end the game. Mm-hmm. But when the Cubs are going to have an opportunity to win the game, they have the same opportunity that you do in the bottom of the 10th, right? To have a guy on second. Um, the bunt really doesn't make too much sense to me, right? Like the run that you're going to get, isn't going to end up winning you the game. Like, JP swinging an okay bat recently. Like I would have liked to have given him a chance to put it in play rather than trying to bunt there. Um, and yeah, I get. I guess I'm okay with the bunt if it would have been at home, but that, that was just puzzling to me of why, why Scott and team probably wanted to do that at the time. Uh, maybe because we didn't have really have scored a lot of runs at the time, or we were trying to end the game because the bullpen was really taxed. Like I don't quite mm-hmm. know the reasoning behind it, but um, it didn't really make a lot of sense to me at the time. With something like that, Bo, do you think, you know, I, I know I've seen it from different fan groups, whether it be on Facebook or group chats I'm in or whatnot, but do you think, you know, something like that probably is starting people, like, they're starting to question Scott's decision making in that moment? Um, there's been a couple times, you know, the bunt, um, there's been a couple times, uh, he's put relievers in and, and it just, it didn't feel right. And then it ends up, you know, we end up losing or in the case of Saturday's game, you know, I know you wanted to kind of rest the bullpen, but Flexen was not having a good inning. Why aren't we taking him out there? You know? Yeah. I can kind of give, maybe not a pass to Scott on the Tuesday game for Flexen, but <clears throat> you know, you, you really, really needed Chris Flexen to go deep into that game. And mm-hmm. 
maybe with uh, the lead that was comfortable it was, as it was, I think Scott got a little complacent and just kind of thought that, you know, they were going to get out of it or hope that they got out of it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think that, I think that people are on high alert with Scott um, off of one event that happened in the playoffs last year that we should remain nameless. Um, so I think mm-hmm. people are on just high alert with Scott and his decision-making primarily, not maybe not primarily, but I feel like, whenever somebody questions something, they're immediately going to be able to go back to that and say like, Oh, this is my anchor. This is my point that I can always go to, to say like, this is why Scott isn't making good choices. Right? Like they're always going to go back to that regardless of how, I don't know, regardless of the decisions that Scott does make that maybe people agree with or, or, you know, like they're always going to go back to that one because of just how big that one was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I get it. You know, I get the, the flexing decision, you know, trying to, trying to save grace with the bullpen because we have just used our bullpen way too much, you know, way too much. We're tops in the league in bullpen usage. I think second, it, I think it was in Saturday's game. They posted it. Second was the guardians. You know, we did see a lot of the guardians bullpen, but they were behind us by like three or four innings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're using it and we're seeing, you know, kind of the recourse on that. Now, um, you know, one of the, one of the moves the Mariners made, this week, um, you know, today, so we're shooting on Thursday, um, they selected Derek McNaughton and designated Brandon Bernardino. I'm sure it's to come up to to try to give at least some of those guys that are in the bullpen that are pitching well, like the the Topas and the Gots and the, I, I say Seawall, but, you know, he still got the, he didn't get the save on Sunday, but he gave up a home run. But to give those guys a rest, you know, and, you know, maybe Darren McNaughton could come in and, and throw a couple more innings, you know, like more than two or three, be the long relief guy. Yeah, I think it would be similar to what you saw Jose Rodriguez on Tuesday, right? Like Jose mm-hmm. Rodriguez came in and threw three innings and he did give up a couple of runs, but um, I just, I'm just thankful that he was able to come in there and give the bullpen a little bit of rest. I feel like everybody was probably thankful for that, even though he didn't pitch as great. Um, but yeah, I think you're, I think you're spot on. I think Darren's there to do this exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. We do have the off day today on to Thursday when we're filming, uh, filming, uh, recording. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, then, I mean, yesterday we can talk about how good the Wednesday game was, but Logan Gilbert did, um, I think exactly what the Mariners needed where he pitched into the seventh inning at least and gave the bullpen a, lo- a nice little break there. So hopefully we're well rested now, but uh, yeah, Mc- McNaughton, is that how you pronounce it? McNaughton, Dar- Darren McNaughton, Darren McNaughton. Yep. So um, yeah, we'll see what kind of positions he comes into um, in the upcoming series against the Rockies. Um, and it should be, uh, should be good to see, uh, you know, what kind of breaks he's able to give this bullpen even more. Cause I think we're going to, Still need some more of it over this coming uh, couple of coming days here. Yep. I think I just realized that uh, I've been calling the Wednesday game Sunday game. You called it Wednesday again, and it it clicked. I think I called it Sunday once. I, I'm I'm meaning I, the I Wednesday th- game. I think you called the Tuesday game Saturday too. So I think you're I think you are you are back a little bit. I think you're. I I I know I know my you know my weekends on Monday and Tuesday. Okay. So. You know, give me some leeway there. Give me some leeway. I apologize. But give me some leeway. Well, I'm glad we're correcting it now. No, uh, yes. it's all it's all good. It's all good. Um, um, yeah, no, no, that I, I would be better. I mean, there there was some positives to take away from the Tuesday game. You know that yeah. first couple innings, 
we were hitting the ball very well. People were putting balls in gaps and, and, and it was looking good. And honestly, I thought Flexen looked good for an inning, you know, you know, came in and did what he needed to do. And then the, you know, the tie, the wheels fell off. Um, you know, the other positive came later in the, in the game. I mean, um, the, the score ended up 14 to nine, but it was only really, you know, eight to 11, you know, we're still kind of in, in distance there. And, uh, Kelnick came in and, and hit a home run to put us in within two runs, you know? So if you're keeping track at home, Monday's game, he had a home run, gave the team a chance in extras. Um, Saturday's, Saturday's, I'm calling it Saturday's again, Tuesday's game. Um, you know, he came in and, and tried to put us closer to the lead. And it was a, it's starting to progress a little further with him because the Monday game, his home run was a good hit. Um, I I thought Tuesday's game was a was the start of a moonshot. Yep. You know, you watch it the uh, you watch the replay, and he got all the ball and went opposite field. You know, put it dang near to what is that? That's not Lansdowne. That's Boston. What street is that that they call it when they hit it out of the stadium? Uh, uh Wrigley. I don't, yeah. re- I don't remember. No, I don't remember. Yeah, because yeah. I, I think Lansdowne is out of Fenway over left field. Mm. Lansdowne Street or Lansdowne Avenue. Yeah, but he almost like went oppo and put it into the street in Wrigley. So, um, you know, Kelnick on Tuesday's game looked phenomenal. And, uh, you know, Teoscar, you know, the other positive, Teoscar's starting to hit the ball really hard. and. Um, it's starting to go into gaps going over the fence. Um, you know, and I think that's a big thing. He went, if we're keeping track at home, cause Tay Oscar, um, you know, has been kind of the, one of the guys we've really been watching Monday's game. Tay Oscar went one for four, had a K, um, Tuesday's game went one for five, had an RBI only left one on base, but had some hard hit outs there. And then, uh, Wednesday's game went two for four, one run, two RBIs, one K that the two RBIs came on a home run, his third home run of the season. Um, you know, so he's, he's starting to see the ball better. You're going to see his average climb, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that's about it for, for positives, you know, uh, some of the negatives and, and I discussed this with you, Bo, before, um, we hopped on and started recording. Uh, you know, everyone's talking about Wong. Uh, Wong did not have a great series. He had two hits on in Monday's game, but they were blue pits. Um, but he went over the rest of the way. But um, Cooper Hummel and and Tommy Westella, I we need to get him out of there. You know, Wong I think has a chance to turn around, but those two guys have not been hitting the ball well. And um, if I had to pick one right now, it'd probably be Listella getting out of there. And his only his only appearance this weekend, he went over four. So, yeah, I mean, Tommy Listella's. Like I said, I just feel like Tommy Listella is just a a bat. Like I just, 
a bat in terms of that's kind of what he brings to the table, right? Um, and mm-hmm. he's not even really bringing that to the table, it seems like, right now, right? So um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's going to maybe make the make the cut for longer than Jackie Robinson Day, like I thought. But um, <clears throat> somebody, I mean, the 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 news is coming for Cooper Hummel and to, or Tommy Listella right soon because um, I believe we got an update sometime here that Dylan Moore's um, rehab assignment is it's going to happen pretty soon. Right. So mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I think one of those two times is up. One of those two players time is up. Um, I, I don't quite know who it's going to be um, because they would have, I think they would ultimately release Tommy Listella and then they would just option Cooper Hummel. But um mm-hmm. I don't quite know who that's going to be yet. Um, I think that I think Cooper Hummel's kind of filling the hole that Taylor Trimmel was going to fill, right? So by that by that logic, you would think that'd be Tommy Listella. But yeah, I think our depth right now is probably one of the weaknesses of this team. Obviously, like the depth of just that we have with you know, like you said, Cooper Hummel and mm-hmm. um, Haggerty's looked okay. Um, so like that's probably the, that's probably a negative that I see right now. Just like you, I think you pointed out well, um, but. Yeah, I don't know which one of them's gonna go. Do you think who do you think it's gonna be? Do you think it's gonna be Listella? Do you think we're gonna do you think he's gonna make it through this next homestand? Maybe that's my question. I don't I don't think so. Well, I can't say that. I think it's all dependent on Dylan Moore. Once Dylan Dylan Moore comes back, Tommy Listella's pretty useless. Um you know, I wanted to give the guy a chance and you know I've had doubts since he made the club and I don't know. He just, he's had a couple hits, but you know, nothing, nothing that's very eye popping hasn't passed the eye test, you know? So I think it's going to be with Stella, you know, but in the case of Hummel, you know, you brought up last, the last episode um, that we shot on Monday that dropped on Tuesday. Um, Taylor Trammell might not, you know, even when he's ready, might not be the guy to get the call. And I, I just don't think Hummel is major league. I wouldn't say major league ready, but I just don't think he fits on this ball club right now. And maybe I'm sounding like a broken record, but do you think this finally leads to maybe a trade? Not for a Brian Reynolds, but, you know, someone that could be on the open market. Um, You know, just... We, we know Jerry's nickname's Trader Jerry for a reason, you know. You, f- you think that, you know, if he, he deems that Hummel's not working out and, you know, he he knows Lestella's coming, or Demo's coming back and Lestella's coming um, out, do you think, you know, we can make a trade? Um, Potentially, potentially. I think um, there's a good case to be made right now that um, the Mariners do have a nice big bat that they've didn't really have as well last year. And that's Jared Kelnick right now. So like, I don't really know, I guess I don't really see, I, I guess if worst comes to worst, I say you keep Kelnick in left field and then you continue to just put AJ Pollock in DH and that's your, and that's your lineup there. Right. So I guess I, I'll, I'll say, I'll say probably not. I don't really see maybe a trade coming incoming for designated hitter or, you know, getting another bat in there, just given, Dylan Moore's coming back. If Dylan Moore comes back and we have some struggles, then we're probably talking some sort of dealer trade. But um, I could, again, wouldn't put it out of, wouldn't put it past Jerry and Justin to work out something. But 
I think at the current time, I'm not expecting anything imminent. But um, again, obviously, could ha- anything could happen with those two. It's funny. We haven't mentioned Pollock at all. And Pollock, uh, he started in left field on Monday's game, went 0 for 1 with an RBI, and then Kelnick came in. Mm-hmm. Kelnick had the home run. And we didn't see him the rest of the series. I'm firmly on board with getting A.J. Pollock more at bats. Not just a lefty matchup, you know. I I feel like what did we have to lose at this point? Give him more bats, let him face righties, you know, and and see what happens. You know, he could come around and hit some righties well, and you know, again, we don't need to make a trade or anything, but we're not going to know that unless Scott starts him, you know, pretty regularly. You know, I I'm in that fan club. I told you that. What was it? Last episode, the episode before, start AJ Pollock more. So, yeah, and I think this is um, a good transition here. I don't know if you want to end this here in the the Cubs review, but um, we're gonna get a little note on this: the Mariners versus the Rockies starting on Friday. Um, Austin Gom- Gomber, Gomber. I'm not sure if that's Gomber. Gomber is a left is a left hander is a left hander versus mm-hmm. uh, versus Marco on Friday. Um, and we're, it'll be interesting to see how the lineup comes out. I think primarily because uh, you would assume that AJ Pollock is going to be in there probably in the DH spot, I guess, maybe not, maybe I shouldn't say that, but, um, if I'm going to nitpick and you know how I like to ruin everything, um, mm-hmm. and it's not even a nitpick, um, cause it's not even a nitpick on a bad thing, but I guess the one thing I would say is this, is that, um, Jared Kelnick's only had three at bats versus left-handers this season, and that's kind of by design, right? Do you are you do you think he's at a point where his confidence is good enough and everything's going well enough for him that you do start him against left-handers just to kind of see what you got there? Uh, if I just said it with Pollock, you know, facing righties, I I certainly think that Kelnick should get some bat at bats against lefties. Um, Again, we're not going to know what's going to happen unless we actually do it, you know? Mm. And again, what do we have to lose? What, you know? I mean, what, I guess, I guess what I'm saying, what I'm saying, here's him. what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying is like, part of this might be, I mean, there's a lot of theories flying around around why Kelnick's doing what he's doing, right? Some of it is that his confidence is up. He's, you know, seeing pitches at the right places. He's, uh, the swing is in a much better spot. It seems like, like, do you, if you face him against lefties, right. All of a sudden, and he's struggling against that, does that enter his mind? Right. That's kind of the, the, whatever we would call it, the theory of like, Oh, I can't hit a lefty. I'm not going to be able to hit a lefty. And then he's out for, you know, 60 games a year or something like that. So I guess where I'm yeah. going with that is that, do you run the risk of Jared getting into his head too much? If he faces lefties and he's having struggles against them, that's kind of where I'm going with that. I, Come on, we're major league base. They're major league baseball players. You know, they need to. I know Kelnick's had his struggles, but you know, it certainly looks like he's progressing at the right rate. You know, you might as well take the next step and and see if we can hit lefties. You know, you can't you you can't just be a righty. You know, against righties all the time. You know, if you want to make the big bucks and you want to make some all star teams, win some MVPs. You're going to have to start hitting lefties, you know, and Kelnick certainly has that potential, but you know, we need it. We need to get there, you know, but um, one more thing before we get out of the Cubs series, 
you know, we're, we're, we're talking about Kelnick a lot. Um, if, if you haven't already, I know you watched it cause you hit, sent me a message about it. Um, and I was listening on the radio. I had to go back and watch it later. Go watch Kelnick's home run on Wednesday. Absolute moonshot. Four, I think it was 481, yep. which is the farthest ball the Mariners have ever hit in the StatCast era. Um, I think it's the 12th farthest, farthest of all time. And where he placed it in Wrigley, I've never seen anyone hit it that far into the center field bleachers. But it, it just went and um i i had to watch it four or five times just because i was i was amazed he's got the power like like he is a strong kid for where he put that but uh if you haven't go watch it yeah i think that's what that's one of the home runs like if you're sitting up there you're like how did this get up here like i would have never thought that this ball had ended up all the way up here but no it's it's impressive. It's you know it's impressive when the center fielder hardly moves, right? Like that's how you know it's something's really well hit. But uh, mm-hmm. no, it's really good. Actually, this brings us to today's trivia question. So you mentioned the hardest, uh, the longest home run, right? Mm-hmm. So there's four Mariners that have ten of the longest home runs in Mariners history, right? There's only four people, right? Um, do you know those four people? Oh, joy. you know what? The, uh, you know what? One of them's really, really hard. I'll give you I'll give you all the points if you're able to get two a uh, three of them. Um, OK, we're going to go. We're going to go with Nelly Cruz. That's one of them. Yep. Uh, Kelnick's got to be on that list now. That's Kelnick's the, the other one. You'll get all the points okay. if you get the next one. Um, <clears throat> this person is actually number two. On the Number list. two. This person had the record before JK broke it on Wednesday. Really? Yes. Mike Zanino. Mike Zanino is correct. Ding, ding, ding. Oh, yes. Okay. Let me try to get this fourth one. Do you, you'll you'll have, get infinity points if you're able to guess this last one. I have a hunch. You said it was hard. Um, are we talking? Are we talking eighties, nineties players? Or are we talking? So this is stack. Ca- this is stack cast era. This is only oh, just like, the stack. This is only like yeah, recorded home runs. Yes. Um. Oh man. Uh. You know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna name drop Jose Marmaleos. It's not him, but uh, who is it? <clears throat> it is Jake Bowers. R- really, Jake Bowers hit a ball 460 feet. On September nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Yep. I totally forgot we had Jake Bowers. Yep. So did I for a minute. That so, was, anyways, that, was, yep. that is a pretty tough one. I would. I wasn't gonna guess that. Okay. Well so. done. But well done. Yeah. Well done. So thank you. There you go. Thank you. Well, I think you've you've mentioned Mikey Z before in a different trivia question mm-hmm. that's kind of similar. So had a key in on that one man but, um, i'll i'll uh i'll share the list with you later it's pretty impressive it's mostly nelson cruz and mike zanino on the list there's a couple surprises but those two guys uh so you guys took care of business while they were with the mariners yeah <laughs> uh, one more one more thing before we get out of this series because i know you're wanting to start previewing the rockies uh logan gilbert uh hasn't had the best start to a season but i i really felt he looked good um on wednesday's game what do you think? Um, I thought Logan Gilbert looked really good. I think there were some questions coming in about um, in the game prior, his velocity, it seemed like 
wasn't quite there. Um, mm-hmm. Seemed like, and you know, I think we were worried it was a potential injury, but um, he kind of mentioned it was just you know more mechanical than anything else, right? And um, he came back out and seemed to be doing just fine on the on the Wednesday game. Um, mm-hmm. I would say, let's see, he did bring in, he threw the splitter a little bit more. So I'll be curious to see if he's able to work that in um, going forward. I don't think he got too many whiffs on it. So I think there's still some work to be done on the pitch, but um, mm-hmm. it's good to see his, I feel like he's been very fastball heavy over the years. Like I'm thinking, I thought he was more of around like a 50% fastball pitcher. And it seems like he's kind of going into more of, I would say 40% fastball, 30% slider and kind of the rest in a little bit of his knuckle curve and splitter. So uh, it's good to see the pitch mix changing for Gilbert as like he's gone along. And um, <clears throat> I think uh, just a good start and what exactly what we needed, I think to also go into the seventh for us. Um, so yeah, no, I just not, and I can't say enough good things about Gilbert. Um, I think he's, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think he's like, I, I, I'm trying to think of it like um, I kind of think Kirby people like are really putting Kirby up, I think almost above him in some places, right. Which maybe there's some to that, like potential value, right. Like if you're in dynasty leagues or something like that, people might be looking a little bit more at Kirby or obviously at Castillo. Um, but I feel like Logan Gilbert might be that guy that slides in behind that, um, is still a, still a solid, solid pitcher. Right. If I'm thinking like mm-hmm. Maddox, Smoltz and Glavin, right. Like, maybe Logan Gilbert's I'm not, I'm not saying Logan Gilbert's a hall of famer, but I'm saying like maybe Logan Gilbert's the Tom Glavin of the group, right? Like he's still an awesome, awesome pitcher. Right. You know what I mean? So kind of where I'm kind of where I'm thinking about that. Not saying he's a hall of famer, but you get what I'm saying. Yep. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Final line for Gilbert on Sunday, six and two thirds innings, four hits, one run. That one run was earned. Um, one base on ball, seven case. Um, and he had a, he had a stretch there. <laughs> and I, I personally feel like I jinxed it. Um, he, he struck, I think it was four out in a row. Mm-hmm. And then I hit my group chat up with a group that I talked to. I said four in a row, baby. And then literally the next pitch was a hit. And I, was like, <laughs> I jinxed it. So, um, Matt Brash came in that on Wednesday's game, uh, worked a third of an inning, but got a big out, got a hold for it. Um, Justin Topa, uh, one inning, one K Seawall did give up a home run. So he had one run and one earned run. Um, but he had a one K and, uh, he did not get the save because we, we ended up winning five, two, but, um, man, our, our relief pitching, some of those guys, you know, we mentioned it on Monday's game, um, Topa or Monday's game it on Monday's episode, Tuesday's episode, um, Topa and, and Trevor got have been very impressive to me. Um, you know, Trevor got did give up a run in the Cubs series. Uh, so his ERA is sitting at like something like 1.13. But, uh, do you think these two are the next, I'm going to, I'm going to go back a couple years here are the next Steckenrider and Seawald. You're muted. 
talking to myself. Um, I know that like roster resources labeled uh, Justin Topo like a reliever on the rise. They like to do it on their closer charts, right? Um, so I think certainly there's a good chance that those two guys are um, good bullpen arms for us for the rest of the year. Um, of course, we've already seen early on in this season how kind of up and down relief pitching can be. So um, it does seem like, you know, when somebody is locked in for at least a season or at least the start of a season, they can kind of stick there. But um, it's kind of funny. You have Trevor Gott, Gabe Spire, and Justin Topa, right? Those three guys I feel like have been very solid out of the bullpen, and none of those guys were on the team last year. So it's it's just funny how these all work, right? But, yeah, I think all those guys have, are going to be in a, have a potential to be kind of good relievers for us out of the pen the whole entire year. And I think especially mm-hmm. with – some of the challenges that we've seen from Diego, um, like I think we're going to need a couple, like I would say Diego, there's been a couple other times where Matt Brash has looked maybe not as stellar as we thought. Right. But um, I think he's going to pick it up as well. So um, I think you, I think you've kind of, those are, those are pretty good. Who did you say? Second writer. And who was the other one you compared him to? Seawald. Seawald. I mean, I know we still have Seawald, but kind of in his uh, quote unquote breakout year, uh, Steckenrider was his was his number two or his number one B. Yeah, you know. Yep. So gotten gotten uh, Topa definitely feel like that. And <laughs> Spire, I, I I forgot to talk about Gabe Spire there, but um, I'm so glad we have a lefty in the pen. <laughs> and I hope <laughs> I hope I hope Game Five of the ALDS. You know, when we're playing the Astros again, and Jordan comes up. Scott makes the switch to Spire. Inspire comes in and strikes him out, and we win the ALDS. <laughs> oh wait, that that's just me looking into the future. But I, I was um, watching the Diamondbacks game the other day, and I just think whenever I think, whenever I see Andrew Chafin, you're the guy I think of, just because of how much you wanted Andrew Chafin because he was a lefty. Uh, so there you go. He's got a sweet mustache. <laughs> sweet mustache. I would I would sign him on principle just because of the mustache. <laughs> he could have a five ERA mustache rides. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was awkward. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, kind of, uh, kind of an up and down series for the in the Cubs uh, series. But I'm hoping you know we can come into the Rocky series and uh, really just make a switch and hopefully sweep them. Um, it's definitely a winnable series. We, we keep saying these, all these series feel like they're winnable. It's just going to come down to, can our starters go, you know, they don't have to go the distance, but go at least five or six, you know, save our bullpen a little bit. And, you know, can, can the bullpen come in when they need are needed and not give up runs? Yeah, no, agree. And this would be a time this would be a really good time for a sweep right now. The Rockies. Um, I feel like we've made fun of them on previous podcasts. Just they've been up and down. Nobody really knows what they're doing in terms of how they're trying to build that team for the future. Um, and this would be a really good time for a sweep. The Rockies have continually, the Rockies have just never been able to figure out the pitching side of things. It seems like, um, mm-hmm. I don't think that's any different from what we're going to see. Um, like I said, we're going to see the lefty on Friday and Gomer. Um, and then we're going to see Feltner, uh, Feltner. I think that's how you pronounce it on Saturday. What, and what, then 
What's Feltner's first name? Ryan? Is it I think, Ryan? I think Feltner? I think actually I think it is Ryan Feltner. If I if I remember I, correctly, yeah. I only saw it on MLB the show, so I'm I'm only taking a stab at it here. Um, and then I believe uh, right now they're listed as TBD. Uh, the Rockies are on Sunday. I think that's primarily because Herman Marquez is actually on the the, uh, the injured list right now. So it looks like it's probably going to be somebody by the name of Noah Davis. That's what it looks like. Um, so be a guy coming up from AAA. So could, I mean, there's good opportunities for this to be a to be a sweep for the Mariners. That's all I'm saying right now. Um, I would I would know that we do have Marco going on Friday. So we'll see how, what kind of what mark we, what we get out of Marco then. We're, we're um, gonna cross our fingers there. But uh, we're gonna give him good good, good juju. Yeah, and I guess um, I I I do think this Mariners offense is pretty locked in right now. Like even if even though we've had some struggles and some challenges, I feel like we are. Um, I feel like we're pretty locked in right now. I think a guy that um, I don't think we've mentioned, and I don't think we've mentioned actually a lot, is Ty France. Um, mm-hmm. Ty France seems like he's uh, he's really locked in right now. I think he's batting, yeah, he's batting three fifty seven right now. Um, he's just a good, solid force at the top of that lineup. He's a guy that um, you know, batting behind Julio, I think is going to give us a good opportunity to score some more runs in this upcoming series. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess. On that note, um, how are you? How are you feeling about old Julio right now? Like, what's your, what's your vibe, and how are you? What are the vibes with you and Julio right now? How are you feeling about him? I still, I still feel like he's swinging to. He's he's doing his hero swing. Like he wants to park it every time, and that's good in essence when we need it. But like, he's also hitting the top of the lineup. We need him to get on. You know, uh, the Cubs series was not a good one for him. He did go two for five in Wednesday's game. Um, you take that. He went two for eight. So let's see what this one, two for eight, two for 13 in the Cubs series total. Um, yeah, we need him to get on base. Um, France is locked in. Like you said, um, hitting the ball to all fields, looking good. Gino is hitting the ball really well. Uh, Gino's, uh, I told you at the, before we started shooting, Gino's leading the team in um, batting average with runners in scoring position. So we need we need Julio to get on. Now, obviously, there's going to be times, you know, with, with him hit bat and leadoff where Crawford's going to come up and, and whack a single or a double or, you know, hopefully Wong can get on and, and then Julio can come up and, and drive in some runs, you know, but... Um, he's at the top of the lineup because we need him to generate runs and generate runs. Don't, I mean, it'd be great if he's hitting home runs, but generating runs can be just getting on base, Mm. using his speed to get on first and then steaming second. You know, you do that. The odds just go up for France and Gino to hit you in. Yep. You know, so, um, again, not really much bad to say, at this point, because he's still hitting 260. He's still whacking the the crud out of the ball. But, um, you know, I just like to see him to get on at a little bigger clip. You know, give France and Gino those opportunities. Yep. No, that's spot on. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I would like to see, I mean, we've mentioned that nauseum of just like the wish for, 
like a true leadoff hitter, right? And I, and Julio can still be that in some way. But yeah, I would like to see him walk a couple more times if you know the swing's not there, the pitch isn't there, and give us a couple more opportunities because this offense I think is is locked in right now, and I think that um, you know him getting on there is just going to give all those guys more opportunities, and then I think he just sets the tone to the lineup as well. So. Um, yep. again, not worried about Julio in the slightest. Um, you know, I think we, uh, I think he'll, I think he'll continue. I think he'll get back up to kind of where he was <clears throat> last year. I think eventually. Yep. 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 Um, but that being said, you know, <clears throat> offense is going to do its thing. It has done it the last few games, even in the, the Tuesday loss. Um, you can kind of see it in like Cal's face a couple times when uh, he was catching the ball and relievers were spiking, he was getting a little irritated. And I, I'm guessing Cal probably felt like the offense gave them a really good shot to win that game. Mm-hmm. And pitching is what let them down. So I, I don't have any worries for our offense going into this series. Um, we're not going to see three all-stars. You know, we've got a chance to chase these guys very quickly this, this uh, weekend. So, um, we need to make the most of it. We need to come out, swing, swing hard, swing, you know, get on base, you know. Let's uh, let's play some ball, you know. Basically, um, the one person I'm interested on the Rockies to see this weekend, um, is CJ Crone. Uh, dude can hit some home runs, um, especially against Marco. That's gonna be a matchup. That is kind of scary for me because CJ Crone, um, pretty sure murders, murders lefties. Um, but if Marco can kind of stifle him, he's kind of been their offense, um, you know, and, and will give us a good chance to win, you know, at least the first game, if not second or third with Kirby and Castillo, you know, they can lock down CJ Crone. I, th- I think we're going to be in for a good, good time. Yep. No, I agree. And, uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say like, I, I, I think this Rockies team is probably the worst team the Mariners have faced thus far. So, um, I just think that, I mean, the team, the Rockies have a team ERA, I think that's in the fives. Um, let's see. Yeah. They have a team ERA that's within the fives. They're, you know, their offensive wars in the second half of baseball. Like this is probably the worst team the Mariners have faced thus far. So like if we're going to go for a sweep, if we're going to show and see what this team Mariner team is really made of, this is going to be the weekend. I think it happens at least early on in the season. Um, and I think everything is as uh, the stars are aligning right now for it just to be a big series for, for Jared, for the rest of the team, you know, starting off with a left-hander on Friday um and then you know coupled with uh george kirby on saturday um <clears throat> i think kirby's i think kirby's off to a decent start to start this to start the year but i think he's gonna have a good opportunity to uh i think hammer that down a little bit more and then um you know louis to bring it home on sunday so um i'll go as far to say as i think we're gonna get i think we're gonna get a sweep here that's what i'm gonna say i'm gonna go out of limb i'm gonna say three in a row for the manners and uh what do you think about that? How are you feeling about that? What do you think? Three in a row? Um, I would like to say that, but the moment you jinx it, I'm texting you like immediately. That's fine. I'll take that. That's okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Um, 
Are we waiting another week to talk about Wong? We gonna wait one more week, see if he can come through. Um, yeah, I feel like we're gonna have to wait another week because I just um, I don't know what the alternative. Is. I mean, the alternative is obviously Dylan Moore, but I don't think he's gonna start his rehab assignment until next week. So maybe we see Dylan Moore middle. I don't maybe maybe at the middle of next week. I don't quite know, but like. The alternative right now is Sam Haggerty, who's not really done a whole lot. So kind of feel like we're, we're, I'll just say simply stuck with Dylan Moore right now. That's the way I would describe it. Uh, I mean, sorry, stuck with Colton Wong for right now. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what there is a lot to talk about, right? It's just like, I mean, I don't know what you want to talk about, but like we were talking about before is that if you go to Colton Wong's baseball savant profile, coupled with just a low average and a low on base percentage, he's just not hitting the ball very hard. I mean, the mm-hmm. balls that he's getting there, just kind of soft hits like that's concerning to me. And then, you know, I, I think we should probably wait another week because we don't think we have a lot of other options, but again, something just to watch. And I don't think he's going to start on Friday, but um, I think he'll get a shot to shot to start on Saturday and Sunday. And <clears throat> hopefully he has some big games. That's all I'll say. What do you want to say about him? I want to, I want to talk about Jesse Winker, Bill. We'll wait. We'll wait on that too. We'll wait on that. Yeah, we'll wait on. We'll wait on that. We'll give that. We'll give Jesse Winker another week too, and see if he's see if he him and the him and the Brewers are the Brewers are looking pretty good. See if the Brewers are keeping up. So, yep. Um. Yeah, we will just have to see. So, anyways, that's our show for this week, Bo. Um, you know, before we get out of here, you got any other words of wisdom? Um, uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I would say, uh, Mariners minor league season is in full swing. Um, Brian Wu was a guy that looked really solid the other night. So, um, just, uh, well, again, we'll do an episode on the minor leagues at some point, but, um, the pitching in Arkansas looks really, really strong right now. And, uh, yeah, fun to watch. So, um, some notes on the minor league side of things there. Yep. And if you have MLB.tv, you get access to those games now, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you're not having to pay for another service. They're all in the same place. I think on my page, when I load it up on my computer, it's like it sits right under the Mariners games. So the Mariners will be playing, and then it's got Mariners affiliates. You know, it's got them all in a line there. So definitely check out the the minor leagues if you're, you know, missing some baseball on our off days and, want something to watch even go back and and catch some of the games especially arkansas arkansas is gonna be our the mariners baby going forward so (laughs) anyways if if that's it for you bo that's it for me for all our listeners in the puget sound pacific northwest and beyond thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the forks down podcast for bo chisholm I'm Rick Clark, and we will see you guys on Tuesday.